We are the Nerd Eternal Network. Explosion over the past few, over the past few days. So, couple days. Yeah, a couple days. Past few, whatever. But I figured this is a good time for for us to finally introduce ourselves to people that have been listening for a while, and for the people that may be listening for our first time. I am joined as usual by my usual cast and crew, but we're gonna do something a little different this week. So, when we introduce ourselves, we're gonna give us. We're going to give out a little introduction and let you know who you're listening to. Uh, like I said, we are, man, we're too old for this sh- Basically, three, thanks to a recent birthday, 40-somethings. <laughs> and one millennial that basically come on and us old folks talk about you damn kids and your hobby and how you ruined everything for us. And we have the one millennial bright spot that comes along and tells us why we're wrong and we tend not to pay attention to it. So, anyway. <laughs> I do get overrode on my own topics about my shit. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grown folks are talking. Welcome to life. Yeah. There, there. There, there. Life, there, there. There, there. Care little life, I can throw a punch. <laughs> I don't want to punch y'all out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I will start off. I am the Todd Father. Uh, this little... Weekly train wreck is my brainstorm, and uh, I am, let's see, an avid comic book reader, Warzy ringer, part-time Hoovian, but once the cute sister left, I was done. Uh, what? I like Martha. You, uh, you surfed through the ponds, because you complained about Martha. Yeah, I, I suffered through the ponds, but I really only came back to watch them die. Wait a minute, you like Martha, does that mean if Batman and Superman... Show yeah, if they ever Martha. show up to beat the hell out of me, I go, I like Martha. And, you know, despite the fact that I'm a mass-murdering clown, they will leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> big Lord of the Rings fan, um, toy collector, kaiju fan, love me some Godzilla flicks, pro wrestling nut, though that comes and goes. Um, been into this for, what? 44 years now, because I started reading when I, my first memory of reading when I, was when I was about two, reading a Batman comic on my parents' bed. So I am the resident comic book encyclopedia, I think would be yeah. fair. Yeah, I, at least Marvel encyclopedia. Yeah, Marvel. Well, I, Jason's supposed to be the DC guy, but he denies it horribly. My DC really only extended to like Batman and Superman. But that's me, and we'll pass it to the experience. Let them know who you are. The experience. Some call Jason. 
Someday, most everybody. Except for uh, Go ahead. <laughs> so I have, for most of my last 40 years, been a comic fan. That has dried up to some degree lately, but... Don't know what the first one I read was, but my dad was an old-school Marvel zombie from the 60s. So I can remember flipping through his old books, like especially his Thors and Avengers and stuff, before I could actually read them, you know, just flipping through looking at the pictures. Into Lord of the Rings, into Star Wars, Star Trek, anything sci-fi or fantasy oriented as far as, as far as your big movies go. Always avoided, like, sports movies growing up. I have, for example, never seen a Rocky. Which should have you kicked out of the country, but okay. No, what's a lot of G.I. Joe, though, so I still yeah. it's a patriotism in there so much. To be fair, after two, it was kind of... Some of them became super villain boxer. Basically, up. it would be when you would start to like it is after two. <laughs> more superhero. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm also heavily into tabletop RPGs, uh, board games to a lesser degree, but... Big into the Dungeons and Dragons, numerous superhero RPGs. AKA Jason's going to hell. <coughs> devil's game. Devil's Even game. The devil can be the bad guys in it. But anyway. Huh. Joke's on you, I drink Monster. Fair enough. Christians are all about hating Monster. But, uh, let's see, what else am I into? Just about wraps it up, you know, in broad strokes. A little bit of everything. I've gotten out of comics a bit recently. And, yeah, you know, I stick my toe in the water every now and then. I read a few miniseries here or there. But by and large, I've gotten out. But I have got into superhero novels, so I still have, I'm still getting my superhero fix. And you're dipping your toe back into anime, but only superhero-related animes. I'm not adverse to anime. I just don't sit down and watch a whole lot of TV, period, so... Oh, remind me to tell you something about my Hero Academia, the movie, after this is all over, because I'll lose it. All right, we will go with... I'm the token whatever is necessary to be funny at the time, but mostly millennial, Tarky. I have 25 years' experience of being this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You have been Tarky online and stuff for a long time. Oh yeah, Tarkata was a name I made up while playing Diablo 2 back when I was real little. No, you used in City Heroes as well. Well, City Heroes is after Diablo 2, surprisingly. Regardless. Part-time comic reader. Uh, I don't know. Kind of like the oddest bit of I know comic book history but only because I've been living around people that talk comic book history so much. Like, I've never went out and just read a huge chunk of, you know, this or that, but someone will mention something in the Justice League, and I'll go like, oh, yeah, when... And it's something I've never read, but I've been told it secondhand three or four different times. Yeah, it was, that was me with most of my Marvel stuff. But you go back and catch up sometimes. You were talking earlier today about... Yeah, yeah I, I, I've started setting up lists of things like, ah, this is comic book history. I should read it. Well, being, being told stuff second and third hand, that's how stories will pass down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... I'm not you're really... more manga, anime, yeah, yeah. a little bit of comic, where I'm more comic with a little bit of manga, anime. I'm yeah. more of the, I watched Toonami as a kid, and that set the standard for me was, I'm gonna go watch this stuff. Yeah. Hell, truthfully, having the hitman tell you about Dragon Ball Z is a hell of a lot better than watching Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. He will make Dragon Ball Z sound like the greatest show you have ever heard of. 
and then you sit down and watch and go, this is just 30 minutes of somebody breathing. What the hell is this? He, he'll make a whole season sound like it took, what, five he'll minutes? He'll make it sound cool because, like I said, he cuts out yeah. he, he cuts out all the unnecessary stuff. Cut out yeah, all the charge time. It's real good. He also makes overfeens sound like a good way to pick up women. So well, that's, that, 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 that's between him and his women. And I'd like to set this as an amazing example of what I said not five minutes ago. I, I get shut down real quick by these folks. Then <laughs> they get to go off on their own little tangent. <laughs> but it's all right because I'm the jokey one. All right, everyone is paying attention to you. We are all listening. Morris, my little snowflake heart. <laughs> we didn't Which is yet. bad, because that will kill me, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm more into games, anime, and manga. You know, I sat down and read Hajime no Ippo in, you know, a handful of days to chapter 1084, which was ridiculous. Real good boxing manga, I love it. Anyway, I mean... I always feel a bit out of place in these just because I'm not as versed as everyone else here, but that's partially my job is comedy and being the person that doesn't know the thing you're telling, so you can have someone look interested. So, so you're kind of the outside. You're kind of the outsider if you can comment on. Yeah, because every time I I have a topic, then there's three people that don't know what I'm talking about. And I can be yeah, because I had no idea what you. Were, I know you were talking about a manga, that's and like, I was sitting there looking at him going, "The fuck." <laughs> Yeah, how does he know how to pronounce these weird names? And well, I mean, it's just I'm like, like fighting Epo. It's called listening. <laughs> no mentions of Evangelion. Well, I've mentioned Evangelion enough, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, that is the that is the quintessential anime that I go. Yeah, as a kid, I watched this. As an adult, I rewatched it. it it's my favorite in terms of I've watched it the most, and I tend to care about it the most. Because it's also a thing where at 14, you understand it, and then as you get older, you go, how did I understand it like that? And you go back and watch it go, well, now I understand it differently. Now I'm coming from the dad's point of view. Bro, get a what? job! Well, well, it eventually went like, why aren't you getting in the robot and fighting monsters? To going, oh, I see exactly why you're not getting in that robot and fighting monsters. You don't know how jack shit works here. Why are you... Why is he forcing you to do this? <laughs> and then later I go, well, he kind of had to. You know, the person I could pilot it. <laughs> How the hell is the fighting world dependent on you? All right. To the last one. Begin your ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm CDL113, also known as Danny. Uh, <clears throat> I'm... Are you? Who knows you by Danny? No, carry on. Mostly my wife. Uh, let's see, I think I'm the oldest one at the table. Uh, by a year and a day. Yeah, by a year and a day. <laughs> You're old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every, every day on my, I'm, I'm a year and a day older than, than the Todd father. And every year on my birthday, he goes, You're old as dirt. How's it feel to be older than dirt? <laughs> that, that implies that I will be old as dirt. But he's had a year of it, so he's older than dirt. Yeah, that, that that's my special gift from him every every day on my birthday. Uh, Which it mean once on his birthday. Every year. Yeah, but every day on my birthday means once a day <laughs> on his birthday. Once a year on my birthday, he reminds me I'm old. How's it feel to be older than dirt? 
Sometimes it's just what he calls. How's it feel to be older than dirt? Yeah, it's usually how I do. Yep. Hey, man, how's it feel to be older than dirt? <laughs> Consistency is a good thing. But, uh, now I, like Todd, I've been into comic books and, you know, nerd-related stuff since I was a, you know, wee little stump of, of you know, we hide of nothing. Uh, let's see, my first batch of comic books... My dad brought them home from a yard sale in a box. He had, my dad read the Lulamore Westerns, and he would go get those, and I'd be like, why don't you bring me anything home to read? And he came home with a box of comic books. I was See, probably why don't you get out and get five, and he came home and sat down with like a banana box full of comic books, and I was hooked from there. And uh, after that, it was every time we went to a yard sale, I went straight and looked for comic books. I would go to uh, anywhere and yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you got where you realized you like comic books. You into anything else? That's yeah. he's not an RPG gamer. Yeah, uh, like Jason, I'm an RPG gamer. Uh, I'm into art. Um, post on uh, DeviantArt as uh, CDL113. That's where that comes from. Uh, I, uh, I and my wife, we uh, we watch a lot of TV. I, I catch a lot of grief from the guys about some of my show, the, some of the shows I watch. It kills time. Yes, it, it kills a lot of time. Uh, I read a lot. Uh, my taste in books varies. Uh, I read anything from standard science fiction to zombie books to. Uh, Action adventure, you know, soldiers, just as long as shit's fake, they'll read it. Pretty much. <laughs> Not saying I have, you know, haven't or don't read, you know, actual, you know, current time novels from time to time, but mostly what I read is science fiction or, or some some form of fiction. All right. So. Where are you as far as your hobby now? Me, personally, once we started this, I found it kind of ironic that I started kind of fading out of it. I don't read as much as I used to because I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> the movies kind of hold my interest, depending. But um, I think the state of comics is in the toilet. I think it's in the toilet because politics on both sides. I don't think it's a sandbox at all. And by sandbox, I mean, I think comics and the genre... I think the genre was more enjoyable before it got popular. Yeah. I'll, I'll have when to... we were outcasts, everybody kind of got along a little better. I can remember I can remember being in line for uh, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And you had all kinds of races and all kinds of people that, you know, in normal society may not have gotten along, but we were all kind of sitting there going, my God, I'm 30 years old, sitting here in the butt crack of dawn to go watch a Star Wars movie. This is both beautiful and sad. <laughs> you know, I've made friends with people that I didn't know them from a can of paint. The guys in front of me were having a bachelor party for one of them. And I ended up going to see the movie twice that day because they were like, oh, man, you're so cool. Yeah, come on. Let's all go party and go do this. So, yeah, it was like, okay, fine. I think once it got popular, 
uh, you start have well in any group when it gets big enough eventually you're gonna get assholes and I think the current state where you don't necessarily get swirlies or called out for being geeky anymore I think everybody's kind of brought their adult life with them and truly kind of ruined something that was beautiful yes the old bully has become the new problematic instead of getting called a bully you call problematic eh. you call toxic you call something but the trick is the bully was in our day was always outside of fandom hmm you know you were it was the thing where it was kind of like well all these people hang out and they get along because they're not really welcome anywhere else you were misfit and the misfits kind of went i'm just glad to see somebody that's into this crap yeah and, and back in our like todd my's day back when i was young yeah back when we were young you had the jocks over here doing their thing, the preppies over here doing their thing, and then, you know, us misfits over here doing our thing. Now, you may have common interest with this group over here for this item or this group, but, you know, you're, you may intersect from time to time with other groups, but for this particular hobby, you had this group of friends that you did that with. And, and, nobody... they, tended, and they tended to be kind of across the spectrum because it was everybody's misfit. Everybody's misfit kind of got together and formed mm-hmm. a little clique. Then yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, well. But, you know, lo and behold, if the jocks, you know, the bully jocks ever found out about, oh, you're into that, because they would, you know, they would give you living hell about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can remember hiding my collection many times in college. It was like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Girl coming over, yep, put all this in the, hide all this in the closet. You know, until it got so big, it was like, yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, this is what you're going to deal with. The collection got big enough that it was hard to hide. And you got, got old enough that you were crying. Yeah, yeah stop giving the damn. I, I can, no. But, I, what I'm, but what I'm talking about is a lot of the things you have now is it's got big enough and popular enough that you got all this other shit in it. And it's truly destroying the hobby. I was, I was looking at the thing. Well, it's got big enough that people... They have a message they want to put forth. Look right. at it as a platform for their right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's and it's it's which you know all writers would do to some degree back in the day, but they know they had to write. But yeah, but the action but it was, adventure it, story. Yeah, it was the action adventure story first. And if we can work my, if, you know, if we can work my political view in there, if we can work this little message in there, oh, that's fine. It gives it some deeper meaning. But now it's it's here. Pay you four dollars a book. For my message, and I'll put a little veneer of story on top of it. Yeah, it's what ran me out of the hobby. Yeah, and that's and that, that was something. That, like I said, I was I was thinking about it this morning because I was doing my comic book reading, and it's like, well, good lord. What avoids that is things like the Raven miniseries that I was reading from DC, because it's a little short miniseries on a character that has got some fans, but is it is it Superman big or is it Batman big? Yeah, when you get a Raven miniseries, it's just a story. But the thing is, because I, it's I, not Captain America, where you know it's a it's a big platform that you can shout your message from. I've seen plenty of because you can look at Jawbreakers, which is yeah. The, indep- the independent is. stuff has always been that way to some yeah. degree, though. Yeah, that's always been where people would go with their message. Because I I I had not read that before. I was reading that this morning. I was like, well, yeah, it's it's the same crap. It's from the other side. God, and I I literally was sitting there going, God, I miss the days when we were outcasts. Mm. I just do 
because nobody looked at that. Oh, we're gonna go out and give a platform for this because you know, it's it's a bunch of geeks. <laughs> yeah, I I can remember this is no joke when my wife and I met in high school. She, you know, she we sat she sat right behind me in one of our classes, and we talked and cut up with each other the whole senior year. And at the end of the senior year, I finally asked her out on a date. And when we got serious, I said, look, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, but I'm a geek. I won't cheat on you, I won't run around on you, but there's one thing you will not change about me is I'm a geek. I like comic books, I like, you know, nerd-related stuff, I like this, this, it. You know, if we have a serious relationship, you won't change any of that about me. We've been together since, you know, 90, you know, since, since we graduated in 89. And I'm still into all that stuff. Maybe less degree in some areas, more in some, but it's still quintessential. It's still you. quintessential me, and she knows that. I drive her crazy with it sometimes, like you know, referencing certain stuff, and she'll go, "Would you please give it a rest? I get your point, you know." But that was that was the downside is that you were back in the day. If you were into this, people looked at you as like, "My God, you're grown up. They're still into this stuff for kids." But it left what was beautiful about it alone. That was yeah. the beauty of it, is because it was for kids. So you didn't have things like, as I segue into, Bert and Ernie are supposed to be gay, and Frank Oz is catching hell because he went, no, I created them, and yeah, they were just roommates. And there's a big furor over that. And all I can look at, it's a preschool, it's a show for preschool kids. Don't nobody need no orientation in that. It's you. You watch Sesame Street learn the alphabet and the count. Yeah, that's it. You you watch there ain't. Yeah, I, if I set no, my no no we need to drag our we need to drag all our adults into it. You know, and see, that's and, why you've got Batman's Wayne. Yeah, well, and issue of Batman. Well, that's why you know I have rated mature comic books. Oh no, this is mature. There there's 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 nothing mature about a dick. I'm sorry. Yeah, and the and the thing is, you go it's a, it's a cheap pop you're going for. And, not anything mature about that story. And that's kind of, that's a saying of mine is if you're watching Superman worried about who he's screwing, you're too old for the genre. It's time, it's time to progress on to novels where you can have that kind of stuff. The thing that was beautiful about the genre is it was for children. And if I'm going through the hustle and bustle of my adult life, my hobby, I can go be six again. That was the beauty of that Star Wars is it was people in their 30s that had seen the original Star Wars and we were there being kids again. And it felt good. I don't need adult crap in that. You, When you drag that shit into it, you ruin what's beautiful about it. If you're sitting there going, I wonder if Joker and Harley do it in the butt. It's time to go on. Joker's asexual to me. I don't look at Joker and go, what his sex life is like. I wonder which hand he uses to masturbate. If you're doing that, it's time to give up and go on to porn. I'm sure you, you can find comic book related porn. Have a party. But for God's sake, keep that shit out of it. I don't read it for that. That was the point of being nerdy. That's why you caught hell for it. It was because yeah. you went, yeah, while everybody else is progressing into girls and stuff like that, I'm still sitting going, Wolverine's cool. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing I cared about uh, Joker was 
how's he going to kill his next victim, and how's Batman going to catch him? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I when I read that this morning with Burton Ernie, I was sitting there going, my God, that is the most deviant shit I think I've heard of in a long time, because there ain't nothing sexual about Sesame Street. Nothing. You know, when I, when <laughs> and I, if you're sitting there going, you know what, I won't see Puppet Sex, the Happy Time Murders, is still in theaters. There's puppet sex out the wazoo. You can watch him spray loads all over the room. Have a party. It's R-rated. It ain't for kids. You know, you can sit as an adult and go, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sick. But that's just it. It's a sick laugh. If you run into Sesame Street and go, hmm, I bet your grove was hitting it. Ick. Yeah. <laughs> go somewhere. If you've got kids, I, I don't have kids, but if I had kids and I set them down and I grew up watching Truly, Sesame if you ain't got kids, why the hell are you watching Sesame Street? I'm not. <laughs> but I saw the article on the, on the net, and I'm like, okay, if I had kids and I set them down in front of Sesame Street, it's going to be to learn their ABCs, their one, two, threes. Maybe a little Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spanish or, or French or whatever in you know uh, foreign language they're talking about for the day, and then get them to begin uh, learning whatever, the whatever you know, whatever yeah. history or, or social you know graces you know like how do we say thank you? How do we say yes sir, no sir? You know they they teach you manners, you know that kind of thing. Well, how are we nice to like when we go in to buy something at the store? How do we you know how do we how are we nice to the the salesperson? You know, like we burned a lot of time on Christmas. Okay. Well, what have you got? <clears throat> well, you were still at your introduction, weren't you? Yeah. I, I, I but you, you, but we segue segued. I literally said, and as we segue into, but since we talked about something in comics, I want to talk about two other things in comics real quick. Bruce Wayne. Well, we we, <laughs> we hit the we hit Bruce Wayne. We hit Bruce Wayne hard. Now that's no, wow. issue two, and him and Superman are docking. <laughs> well, it's well, it's because with the Kryptonian, they've got the pincers. Now, yeah, anyway, well, yeah, well, yeah. they're aliens, you know. It's, weird. it's barbed. It's weird like a dad. <laughs> Ooh, it's barbed and curled like a duck. <laughs> anyway, poor Lois. Fair choice. Anyway, how's that woman walk? <laughs> Because he's a gentleman. Anyway, don't want to talk about that right now. There's a comic came out, Return of Wolverine. Because Wolverine's been dead for a while. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. He's come back. The first issue just came out. You know, explaining a few things. Well, explaining things in the way of setting up mystery. Yeah. But as much as I thought I was going to be like, oh, okay, he's got flaming hot Cheeto claws. The story so far for that chapter was actually pretty good. It did a good setup. It made things look interesting. Yeah. I was happy with it. Yeah, it's actually got me wondering, is that Wolverine or is that a clone of Wolverine? But with his memories. In his sort of hat-off way. Sort of. He's, got, yeah. He's definitely been mucked with, though. Yeah. Because the hot claws are a thing, and then that one wound he had that didn't heal. heal. Yeah. But with... He's been messed with by someone called Persephone. Mm -hmm. This is... I follow the rule of three. Anything within the first three issues or first three episodes you're allowed to talk about. 
Yeah, that's the introduction to a story, not yeah. the plot line. And Persephone, that. Persephone had already been that last book before this one was the first time you'd seen her. So, mm-hmm. had mucked with his mind, and when you see inside his mind, it is a prison mm-hmm. with multiple cells holding back the many different lifetimes Wolverine has lived. Yeah. So you you know you have a separation of the classic looking Wolverine patches. The Weapon X program, Wolverine. Yeah. And the ones that he chooses to let out are the ones that he chooses to yeah. deal with. I have seen uh, uh, theories where they said that Persephone may be Threnody, the character from X-Men that used to work for Sinister that fed off death and stuff like that. Hmm. kind of wondering if they might be right. But I also like that in the comic, they have implied Wolverine can see cells. Persephone can't. Yeah. Because he said, what about that? I want you to, that's a wall. Wall. Yeah. Anyway, it's, well, it's, he should be able to shield himself to some degree. Yeah. Well, if One, because of how mucked up his head has always been. And two, all the X-Men have had training from Chuck on how to yeah. resist that kind of thing. Well, also, if it's a wall there, if you go back several years... Gene was in his head and walled off a section of his memory that when Chuck goes into his mind, he goes, hmm. And, you know, he he goes, I know I didn't do that. He must not want me to see this. And it depends on which version of the character you want to run with because you you did have a storyline where you found out that the heroic Wolverine was all the creation of Xavier. Yeah, yeah. was in Dragon's Ultimate Scrap into the mainstream. Though. Yeah, but it was, you know... Well, the Romulus and the Remus were kind of... Were, were a little bit... They came about about the same time as Ultimates, so it was, was kind of tit-for-tat there. But, but yeah, that was them basically going in. But with that, because since Wolverine is a character who has lived so long in story, it's nice to see you separating like that, because... Yeah, you can separate out 40 years at a time and yeah. still have a lot of different Wolverines. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was I, I enjoyed uh, Return of Wolverine 1. It, it, it was enough that it's got me going, okay, it, it I'll, look, I'll look yeah, at part 2. It looks like it will be a, a better story than I was giving it expectations yeah. for. The only, the only improvement that I could have seen on that story was if when they had killed Wolverine, they'd actually let you have gone without a Wolverine for this amount yeah. of time. Because that was kind of my problem with the whole thing is, okay, they kill Wolverine. Oh, look, it's old man Logan. And we just stick him and all the stuff that we yeah. were going to have. And it doesn't let you miss the character. The there thing that there made, was no time to grieve a Wolverine. Yeah. And the thing that made, or if you were going to have old man Logan, just leave him over here in the future. Yeah, you just don't have him. Because that's the thing is, for you to miss something, it's got to be gone. Yeah. And not, not aged. Yeah, it's it's got to be gone. McDonald's doesn't take the big rib away and then you the same sandwich with a different name yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got to miss it. And that's that's something that they've done with X deaths here. Truthfully, Colossus, I think, was the last one that they let him die and you and they just let you miss him. Oh man, that sucks. Colossus is gone. So his death had a little weight. Where Wolverine, they did about like Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler's dead. Oh, look, here's AOA Nightcrawler. Yeah, well, you still got Nightcrawler running around, just not the right one. Oh, look, Wolverine's dead. Oh, well, here's this, and here's X-23, and 
you know, at least X-23 was a different character carrying on the name as opposed to, hey, this is just, here's just old Wolverine, run with it. Yeah, to be fair, I like the X-23 as the all-new Wolverine for a little while. Her book right now with the new one, Honey Badger, is kind of neat. Yeah, I like the X-23 book now. Yeah. I just like that story, yeah. actually, to be fair. But I, I like that character, too. Yeah, X-23 is a fun character. But you know, the Cassandra Kane Batgirl, you know, I like her fine when she was Black Bat. I like her fine when she's Orphan. She's just a character they need to do something with because she has drifted off into minority character limbo. I also like the fact that with the addition of Honey Badger, no matter what happens, people go like, ah, oh, you know, there would be, at one point there was a young X-23, I assume. I she was a little wrong. younger when she popped up, but she hasn't aged a whole lot. Hmm. But with Honey Badger, you have, you know, you have the, the kid and the adult of the same power set, and they're very similar, so you never have to mess with the ages too much in any kind of writing. And they have a sister family dynamic. Yeah, yeah. they've got a nice dynamic. The other comic I want to talk about was West Coast Avengers, which has made me sad. I read that. To be fair, when Brodoff was introduced in issue one, I was like, alright, this is going to be funny as shit. Then issue two came out and I went, you've got a teenage rom-com too fast, you dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. You took Gwen Poole, who's yeah. a character I like, because she knows her tropes and knows what not to do, and then you made her do it in the second issue. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like taking Squirrel Girl and making her lose a fight. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, took a, you took a joke character, who this is their joke, that's their wheelhouse, and you pull them out of their wheelhouse. Don't do that. There's no point using them again. Yeah, there's no point in using a character... And then just going, well, we just... The trick is, you shouldn't have Squirrel Girl in an ongoing book as one of the main characters anyway. Because that was always her trick, was she did her neat stuff off camera. Yep. Yeah, but... Yeah, you know, she but, did not win fights in yeah, view. But, well, I ain't talking about Squirrel Girl, I'm just talking about Gwenpool right now, who had a miniseries, you know what the character is, you know what rules she follows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read those. But now you've pulled her out and made her forget she's a comic. Well, she still says she's a comic character, but she don't act near like it anymore. Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing about her making out with somebody is you sit there and go, okay, if you know you're a comic book character, are you banging a cartoon? Or well, I mean, I mean, to her, would that be like, well, I'm making out with a cartoon? What the hell? Well, she knows she's in a comic book in essence of, you know, this, this is a comic. I know my issue number, damn it. But the thing is also, yeah, I can't leave. Then she kind of been reality, though? She could work within comic book. Like, she she knows there's a panel that exists inside a locked room. I can go to that panel. Okay. I know there's a panel that shows this rooftop. If I kick this money bag, I can kick it through the panel to the panel that's the rooftop. The money bag falls on the rooftop. Nice. And then I can jump out of a burning She knows building. she's in a comic book. But her being in a comic book is just her universe. Yeah. Okay. So it's not yeah. like she's she's not like she's somebody from outside yeah. the book. That's from out. everyone else's point of view, oh, you can teleport. Oh, you can touch a pocket dimension I've never seen before. You know. It, yeah. Her powers to that universe have been warped to fit the universe. Yeah. In her mind, she knows she's a comic book. She can tell she's a comic. Yeah. Versions of her time travel. But it's still you know that's within the rules of the universe. Yeah. Okay. But you had a supporting character crop up in one of the old She-Hulk books that was like that. Yeah. She was like a 40s or 50s superheroine, but what it was was she moved between the panels. Yeah. 
But that that's cool. I like that character. Yeah, well, she helped you to break the fourth wall a lot. But in West Coast Avengers, one, she didn't break the fourth wall. No. And two, like, yeah, she's just a silly character. Like, they're the two Hawkeyes go to investigate an advanced imagery mechanics. Yeah, advanced image like, mechanics. Yeah, image mechanics. Yeah. And, like, Gwen could literally just travel between the two points asking what's going on at any moment. And then she chooses not to, even though that's... Well... She's interested in superhero shit. She'd do it. Well, it's not like Miss America don't open... Don't, like, she don't open dimensional portals. Yeah. And that was my thing, was sitting there going, why would, why would you sneak in when she could literally just go, okay, you're here. Well, the thing is, like, Gwen could literally be watching the movie, duck her head into out, out of frame and go, hey, what are you guys up to right now? Oh, that's cool. Pop back. But, like, you're just not using a character that I... The complaint is you're not using a character I like, really. Yeah. But yeah. it's also, like, just not using... You you will write it on a lot, even in some of the older books, when you get some other writer who would grab a character without really knowing what was yeah. doing. You know, that's where the Thanos copter comes from. Yeah. Guy right that Spider-Man story. We had no idea who or what Thanos really was. It was just it's some new villains that we grabbed him and used him in a story. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, Spider-Man and Hellcat... Yeah, beat him up and give him to the police. Yeah. Yep. But you know that's that's falls into that falls into you need a good editor. Yeah. 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 Marvel ain't had a good one of those in a while. But yeah. the, the other complaint is, uh, you, you had some the land sharks in the first issue were funny and cool. I liked them well enough. It's West Coast Ventures. It's supposed to be silly. Yeah. Well, to a degree. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. And Brodock was silly, but then it just went rom com instead of just being fun and silly. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want. Big Brother Avengers Edition. I don't want, you know, The Bachelor Avengers Edition. Yeah. Uh, I guess, but like Which, I said, that's kind of, that's kind of Marvel's thing is it's less about what you're there for. You, they want you to pay more for it without giving you it why you're there. And it's, I don't, I don't know if it, they don't realize who the audience is or they just don't give a damn. Well, part of it is how much money the movies are making. That takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah, they well, with Disney backing them, they don't have to worry about going bankrupt again. Yeah. And it takes some of the pressure off where normally a company would have to... If they make a misstep, they have to adapt. They have to fix it. They have to adapt. They have to apply themselves to fix problems. Yeah. But that that's been kind of the question... For a while now, who the hell are you writing this for? Because this, it's, I'm kind of boring. <laughs> you know, it's, well, what happened? Well, it, Nothing. It, they because, ate. They because, ate and they talked a lot. It goes back to what you just said. They don't have a, a proper editor-in-chief, that, that, you know, riding, riding over them going, hey, uh, this isn't coherent. This isn't, you know, you're, you're not writing a, a story arc that makes sense. You're not... There's nothing. There's nothing about Marvel Comics right now that makes you think like back when P- Peter David was riding the Hulk wave, and he went, "Hey, I want to do a Pink Hulk," and the editor chief went, "No, you can't." Well, I leave. Well, then go, but you're not going to do that. You don't get the impression that there's anybody at Marvel now that goes, "How about no? Well, I want to do this." No, no, no. That kind of sucks. Let's not. Let's let's not try that. Ta-da! <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that complex. All right, moving on. 
Those are your two things in comic. Yeah, those, those are two recent comic books. That, the yeah, Captain Marvel trailer has come out. Has everybody, everybody here has seen it? Yeah, everybody here has seen it. All right, general impressions, starting with experience. It was okay. It was right. nothing to write home about, but it was okay. All right, Darky. Looks like it's, you know, space adventure. Neat. Kind of a basic-looking military outfit gets made more neat. Young Samuel L. Jackson, always a plus. No, I didn't see a direct villain or a direct conflict with a supervillain in the trailer. Okay. Damn. I'm more intrigued now that I've seen a trailer than I was from the still shots. Okay. And from uh, the reason why I'm just kind of going around because we're going to talk about this, my my reaction is it. It's me. I'm going to see it because it's a Marvel movie, and I'm going to see them all. I don't see me seeing it more than once. I saw nothing in there that had me going, man, I want to watch this trailer again. How many of them have you seen more than once lately? I mean, Black Panther. Black Panther, I saw a lot. Uh, Infinity War, I saw a few times. Yeah, Ant-Man and Wasp. Hell, Ant-Man and Wasp. I Hmm. really wouldn't. It was good, though. It was good. I didn't walk out of it cursing, but it was one of those that, like the first Ant-Man, I saw it twice. But I saw it really for uh, Michael Pena and his cousin Ignacio and the stories. I thought that was neat. Well, they only did that once in the new one, so I was like, yeah, I don't give it up. It had the uh, Ant Man. Ant Man and Wasp has the problem for me is it's not Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. You say Ant Man and Wasp to me, I go ooh Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. I don't go Scott Lang and whoever in the hell hope yeah, who who yeah. somebody they made it just yeah somebody just made up for the movie. To me, that's you took a dump on the character. So back to Captain Marvel. All right, expound on your. I take it it was okay, man. To me, it makes me think of a Phase 1 trailer. You know, if we had seen this back when, like back, if this had come out right, right after the first Iron Man, I'd have been more impressed with the trailer. But you come to expect more. The fact that you don't see a threat, the fact that you have, you see no hint of a villain that go toe-to-toe with it. I mean, Ronan the Accuser could, except they nerfed him so much in Guardians. That, you know, that's just unlikely. Uh, she fires energy beams from her hand, and I have been waiting on somebody in Marvel to do that. With Iron Man, she's the little pulses. And, you know, got the little laser thing, but that's not, that's not your typical comic book energy blast. It looked like she had that. No, no, wait, no. Kirby Dots. Kirby Dots. Nobody's had Kirby Dots yet. Somebody should. Somebody should definitely have Kirby Dots. But I like that. Uh, I like looking for Super Fine. My only gripe with the generic military one, as you put it, the green one, is the fact that it still has her star instead of the kind of Saturn-looking planet that the green uniform is supposed to have. But overall, I like, I like the fact that they, they're running around in the green uniform, which is from the book. When you see her in that unit in space, they've got the old-school Kree helmets on. What they showed you, I liked. The scrolls were a little me, I guess. For the most part, I like the visuals. It's like they really should have shown me some more, though. Okay. Are you excited about it? More than I was before I saw the trailer. All right. Tarky. I'm actually, like, slightly less excited just because a trailer is supposed to get you into the movie. 
Right. This movie sounds like it's supposed to have kind of a slightly complex, or more slightly more complex story. There's more sides. There's at least three sides to this conflict as Earth has now gotten involved in whatever this is. But it, it didn't tell you anything. If you ain't read the comics and you look at this, you go, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> And he knows, because he hasn't read the comic, so he don't know what the fuck Oh, I know is. it's Skull, Kree, and Earth, but guess what? I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> this is a trailer. You're supposed to tell me. I don't know what the fuck this is. You're supposed to tell me enough to pique my interest, and all I'm, you did I'm, was... I'm sorry, the look on his face when he says this cracked me up. But you, but you're just watching, you go, I need to eat. You told me that Samuel L. Jackson is young, and Blockbuster exists. Ooh. Yeah, here's a flash of lights. Yep. Nice looking flash of lights. Yeah, here's some neat laser blasts that you're probably going to see three times. But hey, hey, there's a cool story in here. Really, what's it about? You don't know yet. It, it's almost like this one was a teaser trailer, even though it was a full-length trailer. It's all, Well, it's almost like a trailer where they go, eh, we know you're going to look up all the information on this before yeah. going to watch the movie. Yeah. All right, CDL, what you got? Are you excited? Yes or no? I'm intrigued. I won't say excited, I won't say disappointed, I'll say intrigued. Because when I saw, when I first heard, okay, Captain Marvel movie, I was like, why now? Then when I saw the pictures, I was like, okay, looks better than what I thought it would be. And then now that you see it, you know, see them in action, it's like, okay. Now, I will admit, when I saw her crash into the blockbuster, that tickled me. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Because, you know, you don't have them anymore. And when you see her punch the old... When you see her punch the old lady on the bus in the trailer, I'm like, she punched a scroll. Another thing is with the blockbuster, they're cheap assets now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know what I want? The one thing I want in this movie, I want the old lady to not be a scroll. I want her to think the old lady's a scroll, punch the old lady out, and hear the dude next to her, oh crap, in, in whatever language the scrolls speak. You know, I want her to guess wrong and punch out an old lady, and that makes the scroll really sick. That's all I want. Oh, that, that would be great. That would be great. You horrible person. I am. Uh, you, you know what I would like? You, know, you see in in uh, one of the things, the scrolls, you know, or in the in the pictures, the scrolls showing up, they're in the water like they're either their ship has crashed or they've hidden their ship underwater or something. But it doesn't, it doesn't show you when they've arrived. You know, in the old Thor book, you know, it shows them showing up, and then they have to take the shape of cows to hide. Oh, Reed did that to them. Yeah. 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 They didn't choose that. Reed hypnotized them and said, be cows. That was a punishment. They got grounded in the hamburger. And it did not. And, yeah, yeah. And skull people that ate them, bad shit happened to them. Wouldn't it be neat for them to have been here for years and years and years and been hiding amongst, you know, Earth? For some kind of secret invasion. Dun, dun, dun. It's a comic book thing I actually know. Uh, I'm going to give it a meh. Uh, I was not excited by the Entertainment Weekly pictures. I've seen the trailer. I know where the stuff comes from. And it's basically like I got all the... It's like it's giving you... I, can, I know where the stuff comes from. It's like I've got all the... Basically, ends of the story without any of the cool stuff, but like the cool stuff's what caused it. In other words, Carol Danvers was your typical like girlfriend character in Captain Marvel. She gets exposed to the psych magnetron. She gains Kree-like powers. That wasn't binary level, nothing. Binary is later. 
she basically became, she got Captain Marvel's level of power. You had her run around that way. She got, she went to another dimension, comes back from that other dimension. As soon as she gets back, she's basically grabbed by Rogue. Rogue steals those powers. That's where Rogue gets her flight and partial invulnerability and super strength from. Carol Danvers. It gave Carol Danvers amnesia because it took Rogue's powers not only took abilities, it took your memories and stuff. Yeah. Charles Xavier is the one that gives manages to give Carol her memories back, but she no longer has emotional connections to him, which made that character kind of tragic. I can remember mom and dad. I know I should love them. I don't really because that part of me was stolen, which caused her to become an alcoholic and all kinds of stuff. She hung out with the X-Men for a while. Uh, when they were kidnapped by the brood, the brood took her and experimented on her, and that's where she got the binary level of power from, which really ramped up. It's a really cool, you know, you can find the comic where she shows up from space, and Rogue is, is about to join the team, and she knocks Rogue down there into orbit. When As soon as she sees her, there were consequences. You wrecked my life, and now I got the power to kick you behind. And that's when Carol stopped hanging out with X-Men. Yep, and that's when she stopped dealing with the X-Men. Is when she said, if she stays, I'm out. Well, I can see all of that in the trailer. Oh, look, there's binary, but you don't get none of the cool brood stuff that did it. Oh, look, she's apparently got amnesia, but you don't get the road thing to make it tragic. Oh, look, she's... Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't. And, like Jason, she ain't got nothing to fight. So if you're going, this is the most powerful hero in the MCU, and she's fighting shape-shifting aliens. Who in the hell cares? It's like thinking professional wrestling in the fight kindergarten. Yeah, it is. See what a badass he is. Um, he's, he's fighting kindergarten. Yeah, and it's like, Have you seen that damn moonsault, though? He cut that child in half. Yeah, and, and that's just it. You're going, what in the hell? Cause I mean, there are a few superpowered scrolls. But you can't use them. Yeah, but they don't. The Fox deal hasn't finished going through yet, so they don't have access to them because all of them would fall under the Fox license. You know, Super yeah. Scroll, Pybox Power Scroll, yep. uh, Lydia the Laser, Lydia, Lydia the Laser Fist. But even even Lydia wouldn't be crap to binary because that's the trick. Yeah, yeah. that's true. This version of Captain Marvel is is obviously binary powered, super powered. Thor levels still ain't moving planets, just ain't. She's rough, but she ain't, she ain't no god. She just ain't. Uh, but it looks like she's going to have the energy absorption and stuff like that, which, like I said, Captain Marvel's a rough character. But part of what makes her rough is the shit she's gone through. And you kind of sit there and go, yeah, she, you know, she's kind of earned that badass thing because she's gone through some things. Yeah. That you ain't going to see. Yeah, that you ain't going to see. You know, if, you know, if it means you end up with, with the deal going through, you finally get X-Men, well, if Rogue don't get that power, then Rogue sucks. You've taken everything that was neat about Rogue away. So it's, you know, that's kind of my thing. I came away with it with Big Me. I'm going because it's a Marvel movie and it's the one right before Avengers 4. But to say I'm excited about it? No. No, it's, for me, it's about Ant-Man and Wasp. I come in and go, well, Ant-Man and Wasp was right after Avengers, so I'm going to see that, see who turns to dust. Oh, they turned to dust. <laughs> Neat. Done. Yeah. 
but that's that's where I am with it. You know. I'll be curious to see what the next trailer, if the next trailer actually shows anything. I'm figuring the best you're going to have a fight to Cree Century. You may have her fight a century. Maybe. Yeah. Like like you said earlier, Ronan, like they did in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, you know, when you first have a fight time, it's Ronan the Accuser. But their Ronan the Accuser wasn't dead because he lost a dance-off to Star-Lord. You know, that was... That's a character they just said to hell with it. You know, why even bother? Yeah. I think Dr. Minerva is supposed to be in this or something. Because... I guess the only thing I might be excited about in this movie is you see the Supreme Intelligence. That's a weird something, but I'd kind of like to see... Their take on it. I don't want their take on it. I just want to see one that's in live action. Because mm-hmm. their take might be a cloud of some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah that's I, true. I don't want all that. I just want to see a live action. Look at the comic book and go, I'm going to CGI the hell out of that. <laughs> Call it a day. I'm going to make a prediction. Either Dr. Minerva winds up with a binary power set too. Or yeah. they have or they have Captain Atlas in there, who yeah. was a Kree so captain that hung around with Minerva for quite a while. Yeah. And he gets amped up like that. So it's your typical oh, Marvel, Marvel hero versus, versus their evil doppelganger. Yep. Yeah. 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 Which which still means you might have a decent fight, but it falls into the one cliche the Marvel movies really hit all the time starting to bug me. Yeah. Hey look. It's their evil mirror dog. Oh, God, not again. <laughs> Why do you do that? Because it's so easy to fit him into a movie that way. We just have to change the color of the particle effects. And that's real nice. In Spider-Man's defense, he did not fight an evil clone of himself. Yet. Well, the, they doing Venom off in Sony, so... Yeah, that was his evil clone. That was just shot. So... Until that Ben Riley show in the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Agent Spider-Verse is coming out. Yeah. Have Ben Riley show up. Yeah, but we're talking about live action. I know. He didn't. He fought a member of G.I. Joe. <laughs> we still managed to suck. Well, yeah, G.I. Joe was originally supposed to be a Marvel cartoon about S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra. Yep. But anyway... That has been our introductory show. I hope if you're new to the channel, or new to the show, I hope you liked it. Uh, this is kind of what you can expect. Um, I think you just dropped that bomb on me with no explanation whatsoever. What? 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 What, what bomb? I know fucking clue. It's supposed to be Shield and Hydra. Yeah. Yeah. And then the deal fell through. Yeah, the deal fell through, and yeah. And Cobra comes from the old Godzilla cartoon. It was one episode where they went up on Cobra Island fighting that terrorist group. Yeah. And they just we grabbed him right quick. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm not surprised. I don't know this. G.I. Joe is way older than me, and it has been successful enough on its own that no one's going to fucking mention it. And now that, you but... know. And knowing it's happening. But if you ever watched it all, Marvel Productions was still involved. Yeah. In the yeah. Creation of the show. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was the original thing. That was supposed to be Nick Fury created his own little team. They were going up against Hydra. You know, G.I. Joe was, you know, it was a toy line that had been around. Yeah. Just prior to that, it had been just your typical soldiers. Yeah. Well, it had well, been, been, been Super Joe Commander and all kinds of crap. But. In our father's time period, it was just yeah, just soldiers. In Todd and Danny's time period, yeah, it was Super Joe Commander, which was kind of sci-fi. Yeah, yeah it, was sci- it was heavily sci-fi. <laughs> but anyway, that's what you can expect from our show. Uh, I hope that we tend to be kind of middle of the road. I'm not crazy. Like I said, I'm more of a sandbox-type person than... 
I don't like, I really don't like the left or the right in my comics. <laughs> I just kind of like my comics. Um, I would say that sometimes we're more positive on things, but it is. Uh, okay, you know, I'm yeah. more positive about things. Tark is positive because he still has the. He's still young and hopeful. Yeah, he still has the hope of youth. Yeah, he, 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 he still has that bright, shiny look to his eyes. Aren't seeing it right. I'm nihilistic, but I'm optimistic and nihilistic. Oh, isn't that nice? For me, it's gonna end. But why can't I do a sick kickflip before it happens? For for me, it it's not that the glass is half full or half empty. It's just a glass with liquid in it. I'm counting the hell with a glass on the table. <laughs> Put something decent in there because this glass is full of pee. <laughs> what it is. And you're not a doctor. I'm feeling that high note. Before we go any further down. We love y'all. <laughs> okay. But anyway, <clears throat> I am the Todd Father, and with me has been... The experience of some called Jason. The token token, Tarky. Okay. <laughs> CDL 113. All right, and we will catch you later. Peace.